Hello and welcome to the Keto Man's Club podcast. We're glad you're here, where each week we talk about men's health and lifestyle. We do so with the foundation of the ketogenic diet and lifestyle. If you don't know what keto is, stick around and you'll find out. The podcast will bring you real honest fun. Each week we strive to uncover the tips and tricks that you can use in your everyday life to maximize your overall health and find the clearest path to becoming the best version of yourself that you were meant to be. this week's episode of the keto man's club podcast my name is chris as always i'm joined by alberto and jim how's it going jim uh good sir uh surviving uh covid19 and the ongoing uh shenanigans that it brings to the world and otherwise not too bad yeah it's been an interesting couple weeks um that's for sure um berto what's new I was gifted a little baby pellet smoker a couple of weeks back, so I've been playing with that thing, and it's a it's a cool little piece of equipment. Kind of getting used to it. It's it's got its own little character and stuff that I got to figure out on its own. I was hoping it was going to be like literally set it and forget it. Yeah, it turns out nothing in my life is that easy. So so <laughs> I I got I got a little bit of work to do. I know exactly what I got to do to fix this thing. I just gotta I don't want to say fix it to tweak it to do what I needed to do, but uh. Yeah, it's it. They're interesting little machines. That is for sure. Very interesting little machines. I have no experience with pellet smoker. What what are the pellets? Uh, from to the best of my understanding, it's pretty much sawdust that's been compressed down to to make like they. It looks like they make almost like a little pencil out of it, and they just break it off in little pieces. But like, okay. if, if you you can get one, you can break it in your hand real easy. And if they get wet, they just puff up. So it's like quite literally a pellet, a little tiny pellet. Think of like a, like what you would feed like a deer or something, uh-huh. but it made out of made out of uh, compressed sawdust. Huh. And you can buy different flavors of the stuff. Like they're, you know, by flavors, I mean different types of wood. Like I've been messing mm-hmm. with hickory and apple lately, and it's interesting because you know it's got a little hopper on the side, so you dump it in the hopper, and it's got an auger that kind of pushes it into a little burner, and, and it's like a basically a little convection oven, and it's pretty much completely autonomous once you set it up, and it's just kind of like you just sit there staring at it, like now what? But there's no now what. That's it. <laughs> it just runs. <laughs> it. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, anything new with you, Christopher? Well, uh, it's been busy in in my life. I, I won't dig too deep into personal things. Just let's just say there's been financial things going on in a good way. Uh, luckily, this time around, and so I just got done with uh, a, a day, a partial day off from work to take care of all of that, and then mowing the lawn, then uh, kung fu class, and now we get to record. And it's so it, it, I'm going to sleep well tonight. Uh, <laughs> that's, that, or at least I, I certainly should that's that's for sure um so yeah it, it's uh it's been good for me and and business uh, busy 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 as always um so yeah that that's me so what's what's new with the group right now we we've been uh you just did the welcome welcome wednesday when just before we recorded this kind of where where's our status on all of that well that's the um i'm gonna mute myself at some point or uh while we're talking with our guest here in a couple of minutes because i'm in the middle of typing up the uh um, the announcement that we're getting ready to cross 3,400 members. Um, so every 100 members that we get in the Keto Man's Club, um, I put out a, a request of before and after photos of guys in the group. Um, show me, you know, where you started, where you are now kind of thing. Um, try not to get too many repeats. Um, so every 100, we've got 100 new men that can share their before and after photos. And then we make that um, the cover photo of the Facebook group. And you'll have anywhere this kind of, I don't even remember how back, how far back this started, but we've been doing it 
quite a while. Mm-hmm. We used to have, you know, six or eight uh, different before and after photos. Now I'm like trying to squeeze them in at different angles and all yeah. kinds of stuff to get, you know, 20 different photos into that that limited space on Facebook. So, uh, yeah, 3,400. We're just shy of 3,400 members. We'll be crossing that or we'll, we'll have crossed that by the time this episode airs. Um, and then our uh, brother group, I don't call it the sister group, I call it the brother group. Uh, <laughs> the TKMC Beginners is closing in on 400 members, which is awesome for it being uh, less than four months old. Yep. So groups are doing fantastic. Uh, continued positive engagement. Um, you know, we've got, I, I still think though that you all are doing something in Texas because literally every Wednesday that I do this Welcome Wednesday post in the group, usually around 8.30 before we record at nine. Um, and every week, every week, one of the first two or three guys that responds, I'm from San Antonio. I'm from Dallas. I'm from Austin. I'm from Houston. Like what, what is it in Texas? I mean, can you put keto on the state flag or something? Might as well do it. Uh, we've said it before. Keto is kind of easy in Texas whenever you have barbecue at every corner. My gosh. Crazy. In a good way. Yep. In a good way. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, 75% of this phone call is from Texas right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, it really is. Um, okay. I'll just shut up here in North Carolina, Indiana. <laughs> It's been a pleasure uh, working with all of you. <laughs> well, uh, let's start out with some shout outs real quick before we dive into our conversation with our guest, Jim. Let's start with you. Uh, yes, sir. So the shout out that I have this week is to one of our newest members of the group's name, Ken Barger. And he wrote um, in the group that this is his first Transformation Tuesday photo. Uh, let me start by saying that the people in this group are on another level of awesome. No dogma. No one way is better than yours. Just folks wanting to help each other. I really appreciate that. He began his journey on keto back in January 2018. He weighed 374 pounds when he went to the doctor that day in January two years ago. Um, The scale at home only went to 350 pounds. So he didn't even have an accurate number at home. He did not realize what he weighed uh, when he went to his doctor's office. He started a high-fat keto diet in January 2018. He lost 27 pounds over a few months, no exercise. Um, so did okay with it, but not uh, some of the not a, as big of a number as we sometimes see from our guys. In June of that year, so six months after, he switched to carnivore and added resistance training. Um, he is now down to 240-ish pounds right now. Now. And if you look at his before and after, it went from like a big guy to a built guy, um, shirtless pics. And now he's got the chest uh, cleavage going on and everything. Total different face. No double chin at all. No, I mean, it's just a night and day difference for this guy. So uh, kudos to Ken Barger, who, if I can quickly see, I'm trying to figure out where Ken, he, what do you know? Where do you go? <laughs> I, take it, I, I take it back. He lives in Maryland, but he's from San Antonio. Okay. So he's, yeah. so yeah, the he's Texas factor Texas. kicks in. Yes. <laughs> so kudos to Ken Barger, one of the newest guys in the group. Berto, who you got? I'm going to go with a, an understated member of ours who's uh, he stays relatively quiet, but I've had interactions with him on multiple platforms. And uh, my buddy Weston Fonder, mm-hmm. he's a, uh, he's always kind of like a hard worker in the background. You never hear much from him. The, the guy keeps everything broken down to the, the simplest, you know, the, as simple as you could break anything down and he just you know the guy just keeps on rocking you know the guy doesn't know what he's gonna do for dinner he'll just go fishing and then come back and bam he just caught dinner and <laughs> it was just quite the simpleton and just just rocks it and doing great lost a ton of weight uh, i think he's been in maintenance for a while now and he just kind of goes about his business and every once in a while you see him pop up but uh but yeah he's doing it right 
Absolutely. I am uh, going to shout out Chase Scott. He's in the uh, the main group, and he uh, posted yesterday saying, first time posting Transformation Pick uh, Tuesday. Today makes the one-year mark from when I decided to change my life. The doctor, 324.19 for a checkup. I was 417 pounds, and my A1C was 6.5, borderline diabetic. My... Uh, my doctor told me to go on a low-carb diet, so I looked into it. I found that doing keto along with intermittent fasting works good for me. My A1C is now 5.1, and I am down to 247 pounds. I still have a long way to go uh, to get to where I want. I have uh, to have surgery Friday to repair a hernia. After I recover, uh, I will be hitting the gym hard, getting my goals. He uh, he, he has that... Uh, has that look of I've lost a crap ton of weight still, but he's he, he's got that that termination down and he's looking good and he's pushing through it. You can tell and and so looking forward to seeing more from him. Good job, Chase. Okay, uh, well, with all of that out of the way, let's go ahead and dig into our guests. This is a returning guest. We've had a couple of those lately. Um, this time, though, we're going to finally get to hear his story. Last time he was on, he kind of shared a slightly different story with us. Alberto, why don't you kick us off a little bit and get us up to date? What can I say? This guy, uh, we, we lovingly call each other, he's my ride or die. And and the reason I say that is because every time I go work up in his neck of the woods, we always get together. And uh, not the last time, but the time before that, um, we attempted to get together. We managed about a half hour of hanging out, and then we both almost died from two different sicknesses. So, so. <laughs> oh, my God. I am not coming to Texas. Screw <laughs> that idea. Well, mind you, saying dying from a sickness kind of takes on a different meaning these days. But uh, True. That, that was when I was uh, posted up in a hotel. Uh, with some kind of stomach flu that almost took me out and he had uh, recovered from what I believe he lovingly called manbola. <laughs> and he, he, he felt good for the day we hung out and then uh, shortly after I left uh, he kind of turned around and went right back down to the rabbit hole of sickness. So it was like, I'm like, you know what? We're literally each other's ride or die because we, we, we suffered through it, hung out for a minute and we're both like, yeah, we're, we're both not feeling this right now so we're, we're going to split. <laughs> but uh, yeah, welcome back, Tony. Hey man, how y'all doing? Doing fantastic. How about oh, yourself? Great. All right, oh, so, we are rocking and rolling, man. So let, let's start off with a question everybody's going to want to know. How's mom? Mom is rocking like a fat kid chasing a Twinkie in a canoe. She is <laughs> unstoppable. And we have our show title for this week. <laughs> you know, the, the, the beauty of it is she doesn't know what's going on, but she's happy and healthy. We track everything. So the minute her temperature fluctuates, we know, and she's just rock solid. That's why this is so important to us was focusing on getting health front and center. Once you're healthy, everything falls into place. So... <laughs> Uh, for for those that haven't listened, uh, just give them a quick rundown of what we're talking about. And obviously, they want to dive deeper. We've got two entire episodes where, yep. where we go real deep. But uh, for for the new listeners, just just give them the quick rundown about mom. Uh, yeah, we're first quarter of year nine since my mom's diagnosis with Alzheimer's. Um, and I shaved off 150 pounds and nine medications uh, at the front end of the disease trying to get her physically healthy to fight her way through it. And uh, we found all kinds of benefits from it. She's just healthy and happy. A uh, crazy side note about this. The week before everything broke out, uh, I decided, hey, I'm not going to um, – mom's biannual doctor's appointment is the same month as her birthday. And I'm like, hey, can we do this a month early? Totally random chance. I was like, 
you know, what if we do this a month early? Doctor's like, yeah, sure, bring her on in, no worries. Uh, and then we get home from the doctor, all of her numbers come back great. And then we get the notice like two or three days later from our kind of medical group that we all go to saying, hey, COVID-19, everybody stay home. And I'm like, well, that worked out real well. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. And she uh, she's reasonably isolated anyway. It's just you, right. you guys. So, um, yeah. you know, there's no, no worries about that, it sounds like. Um, no. so that's great. And your wife is doing well as well. Unstoppable also, uh, as she was mentioning earlier before we got, went, went live with this, been working on the yard and every time she mows the yard, it registers her as mountain biking. <laughs> so disappointed. She's just mowing the yard every time. Mm hmm yeah yeah well uh so today we we wanted to talk about your story because you you previously shared a little bit about your wife and a lot about uh your mom and her journey and so uh, today's all about you so tell us uh let's let's start at at kind of where you were at the beginning of your health journey uh and then we'll kind of dig into all of this because it kind of flows along with uh what you found with with your mom and everything else like that but uh um, you you have had your own successes and your own discoveries. Yeah, um, mine actually starts a little bit before that. Um, Seventeen, I enlisted, um, joined the army. Decided I wanted to blow up tanks. I thought that was cool. I just finished watching Desert Storm. I thought, ooh, I want to blow up tanks. I want to shoot missiles. That'll be cool. Um, I got to my unit. Like when I got through basic training, I shaved off. I, I had to get a waiver. I had to get a waiver to get into the army because I was too fat. Um, when I got to my unit, I realized that I was about a foot taller than everybody else. I, I, I don't know what it was, but they're like, oh yeah, we're going to put you with everybody who's five feet tall. You're six, two, you'll be a loader for the rest of your life. And granted, I would have looked like Hercules. I was like, I'm not going to do this forever. Um, and I wiggled my way into a, just a regular leg platoon and spent six years as an infantry guy, loved every minute of it. I got out of the army in 98. And after that, like everybody who is no longer PTing and doing ruck marches and all the fun stuff, you know, the weight starts to creep up. And uh, it took me 20 years from the day I ETS to top out at 312 pounds um that that was kind of a wake-up call I, I caught a side profile of myself uh in the mirror of the bar area of one of our favorite restaurants in dallas and uh i, I saw the side profile i'm like oh god i turned into the fat guy and i didn't want to do that i didn't want to i don't want to end like my parents so I I had already learned everything working with my mom, getting everything kind of lined up for her. My wife uh, was kind of in the same boat. She was teaching for Dallas ISD. And uh, she, I remember the summer before we started to really, really start to get, uh, start to take our health seriously. She was in the changing room at a uh, 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 clothing store in, in uh, where was she? She was at Eddie Bauer. So we were up in, uh, I think, Allen. And like, I could hear her crying because she was at the largest size that they had in the store. That was not acceptable to her. And she was just crushed. Um, so we decided to start implementing implementing everything we had done with mom and started calibrating everything for us and how we were starting to work out. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, it just kind of, everything fell into place. We already, we already had a solid foundation. We knew it could work. Um, started doing that and loved it. Uh, you know, we, we started cooking as far as keto is concerned in 2011 and this is 2016, 17 that we're starting to take our health seriously, finally. <coughs> and, uh, 
we just we started to watch the weight melt off, melt off. Uh, we finally she had had a uh, my wife had had a, a medical misadventure. Let's just put it that way. And finally gotten cleared from the doctor. And uh, we started to work out, started to love it. And uh, September of 17, I went down with pneumonia. Uh, you can only give you can only be a caregiver so long doing what we, we're doing the way we're doing it before caregiver fatigue catches up to you. And it, it absolutely caught up with me. And the minute I got out of the hospital, went right back to keto. And I just I, I started to slide more and more. I'd already started to lean this way, but I was fully invested at that point and uh, went full carnivore pretty much. And never really looked back. We, we lean a lot, lot more on the, on the high fats, high animal fats. Um, still my other source of, you know, calories is, is meat, but we don't eat very lean meats. Not a lot of chicken though. That's starting to change. Ugh. Um, <laughs> Tell us how you I, really feel. <laughs> well, so Mel and I had been, my wife, Melissa, uh, we had been kicking around this theory for a while. And it's like, what would happen if we just ate rotisserie chickens for like 30 days straight? And, and I started to crunch the numbers on it. I'm like, well, that's super cheap. There's not enough fat. So we're going to have to eat some bacon because that's always worth the, worth the try. And right before everybody lost their mind and this started to get real crazy, um, we were doing two rotisserie chickens a day. Uh, we were basically it's a full chicken a piece. It's like less than $10 a day for the two of us to do that. Um, I tell you what, though, after about 10 days of doing that, I was starting to really look over at mom's mom's meal and she's got like steak. And I'm like, why am I eating chicken? This is stupid. I want that. So but uh, we we were working on it. and It was it was coming along. We were it wasn't terrible. Things have slowed down now. No more rotisserie chickens. And I tell you what, it's not such a thing. (laughs) It's different, though, when you when you shift away from red meat, from from ruminants. So beef, lamb, just good stuff like that. When you shift away, uh, goat, cabrito. Oh, man, that's good stuff right there. When you shift away from that and you go to something like chicken, man, I eat the skin. I'm I'm practically sucking the marrow out of the bones Mm -hmm. and there's just not enough to satiate you. I I went one day where I ate two whole chickens all by myself. And at the end of the day, I'm like, you know, I need a plate of bacon because I'm still hungry. It's just it's it's just weird. Um, but, you know, knocking down, a you know, a 12 ounce bowl of, of uh, chuck bites with two egg yolks, you know, do that in the morning and ground brisket uh, for dinner with another two egg egg yolks in it and a little bit of bacon in between. I'm solid. That's you know it's it's not like I'm I'm eating as much as Berto is right now. I mean, but but even just the difference with chicken. In speaking in terms of calories, you know you're consuming more with a with two rotisserie chickens in a day than you are you know two twelve to sixteen ounce bowls of beef. But it's just not as satiating, like not even close. Um, yeah, I can I can totally relate with that because I mean there's. I've gone through like little phases of, of like higher, well, I call it high fat, higher protein. Cause I don't, I really don't ever eat low fat, but like there, there was times where, you know, I would be at 250 plus grams of fat and then my protein would be approaching 400 grams and some of it would be chicken. But anytime my protein is higher than my fat, it's like, I could, I can, I feel like I could eat forever. Like I do not get full. It is the strangest thing. Yes. But as soon as I start getting close to that one-to-one where like my, my ideal sweet spot is right around 250 grams of fat, 250 grams of protein. If I keep it right around one-to-one, 
I have this really weird spot where like, if I choose to keep eating, I can, but I'm also comfortable not eating. But once my protein starts creeping higher than my fat, it's like, I just, I just don't get full. It is, it is the strangest thing. So it's interesting that you say that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty much the same boat. I've, and we look at it. It's like, there's just not enough on that bird to consume, to fill you up. I can shave off pounds with it though. Now that is something I've noticed. Um, so packing up and moving everybody from Dallas to Wichita falls, super stressful. I was planning on mom tanking everything going sideways. Uh, I, you know, the house we bought needs all sorts of love. So I was, I was crushed by a lot of stress. And, uh, when we came out here, I probably put on 15 pounds and then I started to shave it off and I've been holding steady at 245 for about a year now, a little less than that. Um, just because of, of everything else and just trying to figure out how to make this space work with everything in here and everybody in here. Uh, you know, stresses, we can, we can do a lot with our, our macros, all kinds of crazy stuff with our macros and tweak everything. But when you get crushed by stress, wow, that shifts everything. And, and as everything gets better, I start to see that weight come off. Like uh, this morning I got on a scale, which is not something I do a whole bunch, but it's, I'm just at the tip of going into the two thirties now. And I'm like, sweet. Everything's back in motion again. Um, it's just, it's, it's amazing how something as innocuous as our hormones, you know, we know they're important. We don't ever really think about them because we tend to focus on our macros so much, but they play such an important part in our, our weight loss. Um, in Dallas, I kind of understood everything that was going on. It was my stomping grounds. Uh, we had, my parents had been in that community since I was in elementary school. So we knew a bunch of people and we came to a completely new town, had to find all new doctors for everybody. And yeah, stress, stress is a killer. Literally, it can just crush all your gains. And, and I think we see a lot of, a lot of guys who are stressing out in the group who, who probably if they could step away from the stress for 15 minutes, they would get that same kind of weight loss that the other guys who aren't stressed out are getting just theory. I mean, everybody, everybody handles their stress different. There's, there's a lot to that. I'm definitely one of those. I, I probably held out and, and hung out where I have for as long as I have for that very reason, because I am living in a high stress life because I'm working a lot of hours and have a lot of balls in the air. And we, my wife and I were having a conversation about it the other day. And I honestly don't know how to simplify or de-stress off of that because I have only plans to, you know, increase workload and things like that. Now I have plans to keep that from all weight resting on my shoulders, but it's still quite a lot of work. And um, so it, it's definitely one of those things that, you know, we all deal with, with stress in our own ways and figure what works uh, best for us. And I have not figured out mine. Uh, although I will say that doing things like Kung Fu have been a nice uh, physical de-stressor because it's physical activity and I get to move and release some of that, uh, that energy. And I've started, I've started to get to the point where I've uh, done a little exercise of, of my keeping everything fresh, my, my things that I'll need for my neck belt, things like that. Uh, I'll work on those a little bit each day. And so it, it's, uh, it's been a, a, a cool practicum to, to add to the mix of everything. So great. Um, so one of the things that I enjoyed a lot about our previous conversation was the biohacking that you've done to help your mom. How about yourself? What have you found that works best for you? So 
one of the things that we did right off the get-go was get our sleep squared away. Man, I cannot I cannot tell you how important sleep is. And for a lot of folks who are who are computer people or just or just consume a lot of of uh, media, it's hard. I mean, it is it is tough to break that habit. Um, but we uh, who was it? Uh, Sean Stevenson wrote a great book, Sleep Smarter. And that was a, a big game changer, a deep rabbit hole that I went down. Um, Mel and I both wear glasses. So does my mom. All of our glasses in the house have a UVB filter uh, that we order them with to uh, during the day. So we're still getting some UVB light, but it's not enough to really mess up our cortisol levels. And uh, this time of night, we normally do not watch TV for the last hour that we're awake before we go to bed. The really cool thing about that also is it lets us get stuff ar done around the house with a, a justification of, okay, the last hour we're going to do dishes and prep for tomorrow and we'll sit down and go over budget or calendar or scheduling or whatever. And it, it's such a great, great way to kind of lower your cortisol levels, get your body into a, into a mode of getting ready to go to bed. And uh, the other thing thing we do is we keep uh, the bedrooms very cold. That was another one that we came across. As as you go to bed, if it's super cold, you will want to curl up underneath those blankets and not wake up. And uh, short of a couple of fat cats waking us up every once in a while in the middle of the night, we'll we'll sleep through until the alarms go off to change mom. And then we'll hit the sack again. And I mean, it's right back. The tracking on our Fitbits is amazing. When you start looking at the tracking and see the quality of sleep when we stay on track and stay focused on it. And then when we get lazy and you can see it, I mean, it's, it's everything from heart rate to sleep quality to sleep time. It's, it's amazing. And that's not a, you know, it's not a finite detailed report, but it's certainly, it's, a, it's certainly better than guessing. And you can, you can tell when you've had a bad day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, are you doing, um, oh, what is it? Um, HVR at all? No, not, uh, uh, no, we have not. Uh, now, that's something that I've been curious about experimenting with. And, and I, I have the chest strap heartbeat monitor that I would, uh, when I was still working out with, with Berto, it, I, I'd sit in my car and I put it on like on the way to the gym and I would take my, my VR for the day as I was going. And um, I never found consistent details with it to really track, but uh, that readiness uh, level uh, for heart rate variability is what that stands for those that don't. Um, and it's supposed to give you a measure of how, um, how ready your body is for stress. And sometimes based on those uh, readings, you'll get a, a, uh, how, you know, Hey, take it easy in your workout today, or you'll go, Hey, go hard. You've got a lot of energy burn, do it, you know, that type of thing. And I don't understand the science behind it, but I know that that's something that, that I've uh, heard a lot about. I wasn't sure if you know that. Uh, we looked at it and, and we actually looked at that for my mom. Mm -hmm. And then we were just trying to figure out how do you incorporate this with mom? And we just couldn't at the time. Um, and, and honestly, our, our workouts are not that intense. Um, I, I probably have the, the easiest workout, uh, in the world. Um, I don't like to run. I'm like Berto. Um, I don't, I don't like to run. Um, but I will get on a rowing machine, plug into a podcast and I will go for hours if I'm not paying attention. Um, and I finally got a, a rowing machine for the house. So I've got my own rower now. And then 
after after NACA and seeing everything with NACA, I'd already been interested in before, but I started to use uh, uh, resistance band training stuff. Uh, listening to to uh, Brandon Clark talk about that, mm-hmm. uh, just I really that's kind of what got me over the hump. So I haven't been in the gym since our Y is being remodeled here. So I lost my my dry sauna about six months ago. So I've been just doing uh, resistance band training and uh, now my rowing machine at the house. I mean, my my workout routine is is so easy, but I do it two or three times a day when I'm really having a stressful day or I'll go two or three days without. So it's consistency. Um, back to the, the biohacks. Um, yeah. So uh, UVB lights, uh, sleep is is huge. Um, you know, we we try and, and moderate our social media consumption as well. Um, that doesn't work out so well. Just doesn't. My wife's business is is based in social media, so that doesn't work out real great. But we we strive to kind of limit that. Um, and then beyond that, you know, it's it's little tweaks and little tunes here. Once you go carnivore, there isn't so much left for you to dig into. Like uh, you know, back in the day, it was bulletproof coffee. That was the big the big one. And we caffeine cycle. I mean, I had my first I had my first cup of coffee at seventeen at Fort Benning, and I didn't have my second cup of coffee until I was forty. So that'll tell you what the army will do to you if you've never had coffee before. <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, that second cup of coffee, I, I literally had had uh, the bulletproof diet coffee in one hand, and I'm in the kitchen trying to make it myself, and I'm like, there's got to be a better way to do this, and you know, when we do have caffeine, it's to leverage the the caffeine effect to get us, uh, let's say we're driving to Dallas, it's going to be a busy day, and we're just not going to have time for a lot of stuff, largely because we'll be focused on mom. So we'll both do double shots of, a, of bulletproof espresso in the morning before we leave the house with mom. And we will probably run until three, four o'clock in the afternoon before we need to eat because we're so satiated. And then we'll we'll be back home that evening before it gets dark. You know, you're talking 200 miles round trip, four hours in a car, everything that we need to do in Dallas, which is usually centered around mom. So it's a doctor's appointment. Um, and, and we're still going at midnight after we come home, largely because we caffeine cycle. And that I think plays a big, important role. If you're a, 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 a long-term coffee drinker, that wouldn't really work out uh, uh, ex- unless you get past that kind of caffeine detox where you hate the world for a week or two and your kids don't want to talk to you and your wife is considering divorce. If you can get past that, uh, you know, caffeine cycling has really worked out for us. And our method back when Mel was teaching was we would follow the school schedule. If she had, uh, if she was in classroom teaching on that day, we would have coffee. If she wasn't, no coffee. So there's no coffee during in-services. There's no coffee during spring break. There's no coffee during Christmas, Thanksgiving, or summer. And we never really built up a huge resistance to the caffeine effect. You're lucky in that. <laughs> well, and, and <laughs> I'm a I'm a firm believer. If you don't believe in alchemy, spend 20 minutes watching a Starbucks. You'll see people <laughs> try and turn coffee into everything under the sun. Yep. Uh, so yeah, and that's, bad coffee at that. Uh, yeah, yeah. We've got a great little coffee shop here in town, uh, Odd Duck, and they're just freaking awesome. And they absolutely love the process. They love everything about coffee, and they just they make a great product. But it's still yeah. coffee in the end. Well, it's still coffee in the end. <laughs> yeah. But but they can make a really 
good espresso. Yeah, well, and they'll make they'll make us a bulletproof espresso too. Sure. So very cool. When we want to go. What, when you say a bulletproof espresso, what what especially do you, what specifically do you? Uh, we uh, so uh, this is this is one that's uh, a big one for any bulletproof coffee, and I see this in all the groups, and it just when everybody shifted from coconut oil to MCT oil. Oh my God, that's like pulling a Berto, but for the whole marathon. <laughs> like you don't just <laughs> hop up off the couch and run a marathon when you're not healthy. You don't just go straight to MCT oil. Nope. People are like out there. Oh yeah, like do a tablespoon of MCT oil in your coffee. No, don't do that. Don't. That leave. ends. Don't, you, you'll also, need to wear not, the brown pants. Yeah. Do not, do not leave the house if you do. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like start start with like a half a teaspoon of coconut oil. Work your way up, and this is for an espresso. Um, I mean, I would say probably do the same thing for for a coffee as well if you're just starting out and then like a tablespoon of butter um just just the old school traditional you know dave asbury mm -hmm. um uh bulletproof coffee ideals um about as crazy as we get is we'll add a pinch of, of cinnamon to it and that's about it uh it's just you know we use a little bit of mct oil maybe a teaspoon of mct oil now and uh, a tablespoon of butter for one one of our our double shots okay um, but it's, you know, it's, it's a little extra fat that we get in there. Uh, MCT oil helps burn the fog off, but we've been doing it for a while now that we, we don't really suffer the digestive distress and, uh, yeah, it works out great. Um, and we'll occasionally sneak MCT oil into our regular diet as well. Um, I actually prefer, I never thought I'd say this because I really don't like coconut, but when there's sometimes that I get a sweet tooth, super rare these days, but I'll, I'll do a steak and I'll, you know, uh, chuck bites. And when I mix the butter in there, I'll mix in a teaspoon of, of coconut oil and it makes it sweet almost a little too sweet for me now because the coconut kind of has that sweet taste to it. And, uh, I, you know, that's, that's probably, uh, uh, sacrilegious to say that I'm sure there's somebody out there who hates pineapple on pizza and just added that to the list, coconut oil and steak, horrible human being check. <laughs> um, but it scratches that itch and it kind of keeps me within my lane. And that's, that's another big one is we learned early on that you just can't veer out of your lane. Like I'm a Cowboys fan. I, I freely admit it. Um, and that means that I'm probably just going to be miserable all football season long watching them lose for stupid reasons. And, uh, you know, it, you just kind of want to go and drown yourself in, in French fries and ranch <laughs> and seasoned salt. Like I did a couple of times when we were starting out and the, the weight comes back just instantly. There's no, there's no dodging it. Absolutely. So uh, I'm under the assumption that did you go keto before you went carnivore? Or did you just go straight into so, carnivore? So we started out paleo back in what felt like the dark ages of paleo. Um, back when you'd spend, you know, $75 and, you know, two days in the kitchen to come up with like four ounces of mayonnaise. Um, I, I mean, it was just ridiculous in the beginning. And, and after that, we went keto. Um, we still have all kinds of fabulous keto recipe. Mel has a great cauliflower mac and cheese with bacon on top type thing. And you can't tell there's no pasta in it. I mean, it's just out of this world. Um, and, you know, when we're on a crazy whim, it's like, yeah, let's go do that. And that happens maybe twice a year. Um, but after after ketos, we were doing great. Um, since I'm the guinea pig in the house, I was following um, Charles Washington's Zeroing In on Health Group. And uh, I was watching them 
them and thinking, yeah, I need to do this. And then Danny Vegas started talking about it. I'm like, I'm done. Yeah, I'm in. And uh, I, you know, I, I jokingly told Danny Vegas, like, I blame you for for carnivore because it's it's wonderful. And uh, I don't I, I feel great. I don't hurt. Um, but yeah, we started off paleo, uh, went keto and then have gone carnivore. One of the things that I'm seeing that's kind of concerning, though, within all three of the kind of ancestral health kind of ways of eating is that a lot of new people coming in are really, really, really starting to push or advocate or just absolute dogmatic about food purity. Um, and I, we saw a lot of that in paleo, which is kind of why we started to leave paleo, because it was just not it's it's just not doable for a lot of people. And, and the situation we were in, we just couldn't afford it. Um, and that you know, we're seeing that within carnivore in some places uh, where people are just like, oh, no, it has to be, you know, grass fed, panda massaged, you know, whatever meat. And like some people just can't do it and they just give up. And that that was I'm fortunate that's not kind of my mindset, but it was it's starting to creep into all of it now, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah the hardcores are the hardcores. <laughs> Yes. Well, that brings up that brings up something that I wanted to ask you about. Um, when we talked to you the last time and talking about your mom, I remember asking you about how you were sharing her story and these discoveries that you have found in in your mom's health and whatnot. So, are are you putting out what you've been doing personally now um, so to you know tick off these food food puritan kind of things? Or um, I mean, I, what, what I are have... you finding with sharing your story? I guess at the moment. <laughs> Uh, social media is, is a cesspool. <laughs> Except for the Keto Man's Club, let's well, give that it, it, let's yes, give that little yes, right I, there. I, uh, and, and 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 honestly, I think it's because y'all just don't let anybody through the front door, and and I think that matters. Uh, but there are some groups now where the virtue signaling with food is ridiculous, and uh, you know, I've, I've I started an Instagram account for exclusively what I'm doing with my mom, and a lot of things kind of happened around here that kind of slowed that progress down end of last year, beginning of this year, um, unrelated to health and anything else. And, uh, it's just been, it's been one of those things that I, I want to, we're working on stuff right now. Uh, my wife threw me under the bus. We belong to a business group here in Wichita falls. And she threw me under the bus in front of that group. And now I am, she's like, okay, we're going to hold you all you accountable for starting to, to write and put this together. So that's what I've been working on in the background, um, of doing that. Um, we really want to start sharing it, um, a large, largely because it's not just my mom that this applies to. It's, it's also my wife. Um, Melissa has a traumatic brain injury. So the, uh, the odds of her developing early onset dementia are, are really, really not in her favor. Um, so what we do with mom, we do with Mel and we really have started to talk about putting this out there. It's 2020. Everybody's got a podcast, but it's it's something that needs to be done. Um, my biggest fear is uh, I don't think because of the nature of how I am when I I'm really not. Oh, the polite way to say this. I could make a sailor blush. Let's just Cole Robinson is my spirit animal. Some days, uh, the, just I and I really I don't want to do that because I really want to reach as many people as possible. And some people just shut off, but that's that's really not who I am to not be that way. And it's like this is super tough. Some days, um, trying to curb and check my mouth. 
Um, but at the same time, there's another core group of people that I want to reach, like military, law enforcement, first responders, those guys who live full contact lives. Well, and the women who live full contact lives also doing the same jobs. Anybody who has had a traumatic brain injury. I mean, just look at the look at the numbers on automobile accidents in the United States, the, the unreported concussions that are actually probably mild traumatic brain injuries. It's just it's mind boggling when you think about that. And I, those are the people I want to reach so that maybe we can get ahead of this before we need to start hoping and praying for some Hail Mary silver bullet miracle cure that I don't honestly believe will ever exist. Um, so we want to get the message out there. We we are working on it right now. In fact, uh, Mel and I are probably going to start working on this seriously. She's actually looking at maybe starting to scale back her business so we can start working on getting this information out together because it really, it needs to be out there. Um, and she she absolutely helped balance me because if I had my druthers, I would burn down the American Alzheimer's Association. I just they're not helpful. The American Diabetes Association is finally starting to acknowledge that a low carbohydrate diet can help engage type two diabetes. But that they had to have somebody who was the president of the organization with type one diabetes who did it. And that's that's just kind of ridiculous. So uh, I have I have strong opinions about those organizations <laughs> and Mel keeps me grounded. So if if we do anything of this nature, she's got to be a part of it. If anything, just to, you know, keep the choke collar on me so I don't go full army knife hand curses. Oh, it'd just be horrible. It'd just be an hour long rant. <laughs> Well, you're a, you've got a strong will and, and you, you've got a message that you want to get out. And, and I mean, I, and I've hung out with you. I, you know, you're, you're a passionate man. There, there's no shame in that. And I think you've got you know, the perfect partner to, to, to make sure that passion stays, stays pretty well reined in and, and listenable. And you don't just kind of go off the handle and, and turn everyone off in one big shot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. She'll, she'll call me on my BS. She does regularly. Uh, so uh, once hopefully all this blows over and life tends to get kind of back to normal, like, uh, what, what are your what are your plans from there? I mean, physically, you know, you plan on getting back into the gym, you stick with your rowing routine or you try uh, to change things up at all. Actually, I was starting to get out and ruck again. Uh, I've got my my grubby backpack and I we had some extra bricks that were buried in our backyard. Oh, don't even get me started. But uh, <laughs> I have I have, uh, you know, I've got three bricks that I've duct taped together and they're in my backpack and. I get out and go do laps around my neighborhood. Corey, uh, would, I've got be, my, Corey go would be proud of you. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, when I was starting before uh, I, I got pneumonia, I was starting to, to get on a treadmill and go again. And I had every intention in the world of uh, doing an EIB ruck march. Uh, expert infantry badge in the army is what it's what it stands for. And it's a 12 mile ruck march in three hours. And I had every intention of doing that. And then the pneumonia just crushed me. And then after that, we sold the house. And it's like, okay, I've, I've got this stuff scheduled, you know, settling down here. I'm going to start getting back into shape. And at some point, I'm going to do an EIB. Uh, I'm going to do a ruck march again. I used to do it when I was younger. I know I can do it. I can't wait to do it again. I won't do it in my danners, but I'll probably do it in tennis shoes now because I get that luxury. <laughs> By the way, when you called in uh, during that, that uh, half marathon, 
dude, that I have, I have been there. I have been there. Anybody who's ever been in the military has been there, man. Anybody who has ever done anything like that knows exactly how you feel. (laughs) Took Uh, you right back. (laughs) Oh man. I can't tell you. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Did you have bad flashbacks? Let's just be honest. (laughs) We had this company commander that loved to run. This dude was a runner. It was, I mean, it was amazing to watch him run, but I'm not built like a runner. Like we went and saw 300. Mel looks over at me. I'm half Greek, half Mexican. She pokes me in the tummy. She goes, where's my Spartan? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, I'm a winner model. I'm I'm just made to lift heavy objects and carry them long distances. I don't run. <laughs> so yeah, that's, yeah, that's, oh, uh, that was rough, man. Uh, but, but I had this company commander that would just go and I, I swear he, he never, ever, ever found a route. I don't know how you could run for that long and not have any downhills. Everything was uphill, always uphill. I, th- there was no downhill, but, uh, oh yeah, that was not fun. <laughs> oh, well, I, I want to, I don't know if this is a good shift of gears or not or anything, but, you know, you talked about um, how going carnivore helped and, you know, the, the glasses and the sleep and all those other things and whatnot. You, you've definitely had um, a handful of challenges over the years. Do you find a tie in what you eat and uh, your intake and everything to having a positive outlook on life? So without running uphill nonstop. (laughs) Pull that out of the equation Uh, (laughs) on a normal day, so to speak, Tony. (laughs) Um, So I am this child of two principles, school principles, which means nobody likes me. And then I'm, I'm a real a-hole most of the time also. So, uh, you know, the, the mem that was going around about latchkey kids being the real survivors during COVID because we're used to being alone and left alone and playing alone. That's kind of always been me. I've always entertained myself i i just nothing really gets me down a lot um i yeah like i can't think of a time in my life when i was down about really anything um now being that i am the guy who has to pay attention to everything in my house my wife is on the other end of that spectrum and her going carnivore has been um world altering for her um and a lot of it i mean we were already doing great on keto she really really loved it i went down to ketocon in 2018 and i watched that opening talk by carrie brown mm-hmm. and the I, I mean i was texting mel during that opening talk the whole time telling her the minute this is live uh you need to watch this and uh she struggled with depression and thoughts of suicide in her life and we have specifically uh, tested to see what would happen with us when we go off the reservation. And for me, this is kind of the frightening part. I could go off the reservation. I would get fat again, but cognitively, I would feel fine. I'd start to have a few aches and pains. Mel can't go off the reservation at all. She has to stay within a uh, the parameters of keto and carnivore because the minute she goes off the reservation, um, those those thoughts come back, those feelings come back, um, and it's it's not something that we take lightly. Um, so watching somebody as close as my wife is to me, watching her change, I can tell you, I see it. Absolutely. I see it when she, when she goes off the reservation. Um, and you know, it's, she can manage for a day or two, but beyond that, no, 
Like it's just, it's not something that, that is ever going to change back to that for us. Um, because it's, it's, it's a dark place for her. You know, it's supposed to be about me and I really don't talk about myself a lot. <laughs> no, no, you don't. Now you've, Sorry, you, 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 I wasn't you sure if you were going to go down that road or not. That's why I kind of paused and yeah. I, sorry guys. I just, you're a giver. What can you say? Yeah. Well, it, yeah I, it, it's admirable that the sacrifice that you put into place, you, you basically have put your wife and your, your mom as, as first priority. And I don't think there's anything wrong with, um, but a Along the way, you've had your own, and you've, you've you've hit on your own things, and we've we've asked some questions, and I, I think we're we're getting to the, to where we uh, uh, are hitting most of the things. Uh, now, I, are there any other you know things that you've seen recently? You, you, we talked about the, the the plans for the future and getting back into rucking. Um, are there any other biohacks that you're wanting to try or anything like that? Uh, I am I am stoked for. Um... Uh, red light therapy. Mm. Uh, I've got our master bedroom has the world's smallest shower in it. Uh, boats have bigger showers than this. And I'm like, we're not using it. I don't fit in it. Nobody fits in it. The cats barely fit in it. I'm going to make that into a, a, a red room, essentially. Uh, well, let me back that up. That, that, a, a red light therapy. We're going into the Keto Man Club after dark again. <laughs> brown red brown light cow. therapy. <laughs> 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 so tony tell us more <laughs> yes i will be freeing the keto nipple in there uh, as long as it's just the nipple brother that's yeah. all we want. <laughs> well you know if you listen to dr saladino any no, he, no. he does get into We're the use of the you off right now no more no more actually uh, there's theory out there that it will boost testosterone. Yes. Yes. So that's, you know, I'm fascinated by that and, uh, chronic pain. Um, you know, it gets back to my wife again with the chronic pain, but you know, it's, I just, I like the aspects of it. I love dry saunas for therapy. Um, I, I would love at some point and, and our long-term goal, we have a sunroom that's now where my, my, um, uh, shop spaces and kind of my workout space. But at some point I'd like to put in a, uh, infrared, uh, near infrared dry sauna in there. Uh, I think that would be great. And they're starting to build those with red light therapy in them as well. Uh, I think that would be phenomenal. Um, just, just the things that I've seen, um, who is it? Dr. Rhonda Patrick uh, talks about it. Uh, she's a doctor. Either way, Rhonda Patrick talks about how uh, red light therapy and uh, dry sauna therapy is great for uh, mental health and long-term uh, avoidance of things like Alzheimer's and dementia. And again, all of that is contingent upon, um, you know, a healthy diet, staying physically active. Um, you know, I'm the, the first line of defense is is diet and nutrition. Second line of defense is uh, physical activity. Uh, you know, you can eat wonderfully and still wind up with um, uh, 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 just lost it. There's so many different forms of dementia. Um, basically hardening of the arteries is what it is mm -hmm. and um, arterial dementia. 
And, and, you know, a lot of that has to do with lack of, of, of physical activity. You see that in a lot of, of these little skinny ladies who are, you know, eat like a bird. They never really ate unhealthy, but they were never physically active. And then you see they hit 80, 90 years old and they're just the dementia is crushing them. So those are the kind of things that we aim for. Um, I, you know, I, I think the longer I, I do this and eat like this, the less I'm inclined to go for the kind of overboard stuff. Um, I'm, I'm just waiting for somebody to, to convince the kind of the few, the food purists to go down the, uh, uh, dodgeball route with, uh, patches of Houlihan. I drink my urine because it's sterile and I like the way it tastes. I mean, I can see these people doing it at some point and I'm just, I'm not that, I'm not that, uh, extreme. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've hit my, I've hit my happy, my happy spot. I want to, I want to start, you know, working on, on <laughs> chasing the Berto dream. And, uh, <laughs> I want to find my abs again. No, we talked about it, uh, well, eventually when next time I go up there to, to go to your gym and get a good killer workout. And we're definitely gonna have to still keep that going. <laughs> Hopefully at some point. Yeah, well, yeah. Right. Right now it's just in the backyard. I, you know, there's, there's mowing and more mowing and weed hacking. That's about it. Watching this community grow, not just the men's club, but the ancestral health community grow has been so cool. I mean, it really has been awesome. Um, the, the kind of thing that concerns me now, though, is there's so much static out there where my wife and I have friends who are are metabolically ill, I guess is the politest way of saying it. And they flat out are just, I'm never going to do it. It's dangerous. We're all going to die. And I just want to plead with them. You got to. And at some point, I think there has to be a breaking point where people start to hopefully want to take care of themselves better. Going into COVID-19, the, 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 insanity of buying at the grocery stores. Uh, I was glad that we kind of buffer ourselves because of mom in the house with food and necessary supplies that are predominantly for her. Um, because when we went through the grocery store, man, it just, it, it was crushing me to see people in the grocery store with just mountains, uh, four, five, six giant family size boxes of cereal that are just nothing but sugar. Um, cases upon cases of soft drinks. Uh, I just, you, we got, we got back to the section. Somebody posted somewhere. I want to say it was in one of the carnivore groups that, uh, their grocery store had Kerrygold butter for 52 cents a bar. Hmm. Like, you know, the, the half pound bricks. And I was like, why is that? And somewhere in the thread, somebody was like, yeah, you know, all the good stuff in quotes, all of the good stuff was gone. So got to get rid of the bad stuff too. And like, <sighs> Just got to get past that mindset. Our grocery store, all the all the margarine, all the country crock garbage gone. Blocks and blocks mm. of of real butter still left. I've got eight pounds of butter in my fridge, <laughs> you know, in my freezer. And I mean, like all of the real food was left. All of the yeah. fake stuff was gone. Yeah, we had, I just we were just talking to Gourmet not too long ago, and I had just mentioned it too. Like I had gone grocery shopping, and I, and I you know, it was it's one of those things. Like you know, I got plenty of food here, so we're pretty much just going for our usual stuff. Like you know, yep. And like and and just like before, if I find you know a hunk of protein on sale, I'm gonna buy it. Not, not that I need it because it's cheap enough and, and it's available. But yep. But yeah, like I had I literally everything that was on my list, I got. There was plenty of it. My list was like cream cheese, cheese sticks, uh, like pork tenderloin, yep. uh, chicken yep. wings, and you know, I think our wife had. A 
a couple things on there, like, uh, you know, the, our son's drinking whole milk now, so whole milk for him. And maybe I think with a little ground beef, but like, like, yeah, the, the aisles were wiped clean, but the, like the yeah. few things I needed, and I'm like, there, there's still 15 pound briskets in here. Like a lot of them, like, yes. we're going to be just fine. <laughs> oh, our, our, uh, our meat, ca- our meat counter right across from the meat counter is where they have all the briskets out. And like that thing was like mounded full of briskets. Nobody wanted to touch them. Like, yeah, I, I just, and, and it's just it's just that this that mindset like it it, it yeah. dawned on me at that point at how many people like talking about the general population like really can't like can they really not cook for themselves or is it because that that particular cut of meat takes a little more time and effort mm-hmm. but i was like in my head i was leaning towards like do this many people just 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 really not know how to cook because like i'm having yeah. no trouble here <laughs> yeah yeah well and you know we do chuck like we buy a whole chuck roll and just carve it up into sections of you know 10 12 ounces and you know chop it thin and do chuck bites and you know it tastes phenomenal nobody wants to touch it nobody wants it at all uh it's just it's incredible but that's 40 years almost 50 years of indoctrination into believing that you've got to have 60 percent of your calories coming from from carbohydrates healthy whole grain and i don't i don't know if it was the man's club or if it was another group that i saw it in but somebody had a post if the health food aisle is the healthy food what's the rest of the grocery store aisle (laughs) that's a very good point like i i just it's crazy and and somewhere somebody's got to I mean, I, I think there was a general um sadness seeing the potential for KetoCon um being canceled this year. Like seeing the thread where they were talking about that and people just like, This is a bummer, but whatever happens, you know, we will be there for the next one. That in and of itself is so inspiring that there's that many people who are concerned and care. And it gets bigger every year. That's the other part that I love. It gets bigger every year. Yep, absolutely. I had not heard that about the health food aisle, but I would I would take that with a grain of salt, no pun intended, in adding in also, is everything in the health food aisle healthy? Oh, absolutely. I am right there with you. A lot of that is garbage, too. Vast majority Almost. of it, I'd say. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, let's absolutely. be honest. How many times have we seen guys, even in our own Keto Man's Club group, posting up about this bread that says zero carbs? Oh, carbs. And then yes. you know, that's no. Just because the marketing guy says it's zero carb, do a little research and eh, no, not so, eat, no. Yep. Yeah, it's oh. like, I'm just thinking about it right now, the health food aisle, because I go down the health food aisle every time, and I buy something in the health food aisle every time, and it, you know what I buy from the health food aisle? Bulk spices and mm-hmm. fresh ground almond butter. Yep. That is about the yep. only thing that is of any use to me in that aisle. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my one treat, I, you know, I have one treat that I really treat myself to, and it's uh, Ancient Nutrition's uh, chocolate bone broth. And oh, wow. I have, yeah, like that's that's about my only treat. I add a little bit of heavy whipping cream to it. It's, you know, boiling water, and then you add a little heavy whipping cream. And in the dead of winter, that's like a hot chocolate. Mm. And uh, that's perfect. And I, I drink it for about, well, let's see, one container lasts me about six or seven months. That's how rare I really use it. And, and Mel and I share it. So I think there's 30 servings in their total. So it takes me six, seven months to get through it. I don't do it a whole bunch, but it's a rare treat. That's about the only reason I go down our health food aisle in my grocery store. Uh, You know, there's a couple of good finds, but yeah, by and large, a lot of it's, it's garbage also. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the, the ancient nutrition has several different products that are all really actually uh, keto friendly and, and good options. I have their protein um, that it's, 
a bone broth, bone broth protein mix, and I've not had it hot everywhere. I've used it shakes, but I bet it would be hot um, too, like a hot chocolate or something. So yeah, yeah. that would be. Oh, it, it, and something else, you know, uh, those those keto breads and stuff like that. Man, the uh, the whole used car negotiations we do with our with our health when it comes to you know total carbs and net carbs. Man, if if you're new to keto. Learn how to manage total carbs first. Once you get that down, you can start negotiating a year or two once you've hit your, your, your happy space and you've got this down. But a lot of folks come in and they instantly want to start negotiating for what they can and can't eat with net carbs. And I think we see a lot of folks who are who are really not doing themselves any service. You know, some folks who are a little younger, probably not as metabolically broken, can still kind of fudge the numbers a little bit uh, with the net carb, whole carb uh, uh, negotiation back and forth. But once you hit kind of a tipping point where you've been a fat guy for, you know, 10, 15 years, you probably shouldn't be doing that to start off with. And that's that's one of the things we didn't figure out. I didn't figure out net carbs until three, four years into keto. I mean, that was just not something that I really... I started from the source. I went to Finney and Volick's, uh, the art and science of low carbohydrate living. And I, I just, from, from there, I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't come away with the notion of, oh, I shouldn't negotiate my carbs. And if I do this, this, and this, I can add this and subtract that magically the 50 carbs I ate today will equal 20. Uh, it just, we did it the hard way and it's, it sucks, man, does it suck on the front end. But once you get it down, you know, as, as you get further into it, okay, it's my birthday. I can, I can play with this, you know, experimental keto cake or, um, cheesecake and it's got a few more carbs in it than I would normally eat, but okay, I can balance and I understand what I'm doing and it doesn't hurt me in the long run because I eat it once a year. You know, that's, I'm not going overboard. I'm not using it to justify everything. And that's, that I think is, is something else that we kind of, um, lose sight of the forest because all the trees are in the way sometimes. Um, just sometimes you just got to make a decision and, and go with your gut. And I don't think, I don't think negotiating with, for my health, uh, is, is a good long-term solution in a lot of cases. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, let's see. Um, do you have any new resources you like to read and dig into a lot of the research? Oh. Uh, what's kind of your, your most recent find? Uh, let me uh, pull up my Audible list here. The all-important Audible. Uh, I have been digging through uh, the metabolic approach to cancer. Um, again, I, I've read it once before, and the second time has been much better. Uh, the other one that I, I'm revisiting again also, um, and that's something else that uh, I do regularly is I'll go back and revisit one of the older books I've read, and I pick out more than what I did the first time. Um, uh, the Paleocardiologist is another one that I've really enjoyed a second time. Uh, a lot of what I've been focusing on has been uh, dementia stuff. Uh, dementia Reimagined is one that I just read. Um, there's just a bunch of them. Uh, Dr. Newport uh, has a, a new version of her of her book on uh, Alzheimer's. What if there's a solution? Oh, oh, um, Max Lugavere, uh, Genius Foods. Uh, I just revisited that book again. That was a great one. Um, uh, what else is there? Yeah, a bunch of what I've been focusing on is uh, learning um, learning how to learn better, um, which I think there's some of that that we need to take away with this also. 
um, that we need to learn how to differentiate uh, a great book, Factfulness. We need to learn how to differentiate um, kind of the back in the day, it would have been called a bullshit meter uh, and, and kind of sift through all the garbage because there's so much static out there uh, with what we what we hear and we see a lot of. Um, you know, we have our differences, opinions, uh, calories in, calories out, um, fat, uh, protein, macros, things of that nature. That's that's a little bit of the dogmatic stuff, but some of the other stuff, like the the magic bullets, the the uh, oh, what is that? Cranberry ketones or something like that? Raspberry ketones, mm-hmm. like like the magic pills, like like if we need to learn how to learn a little better, uh, some of us, so we don't get sucked into that and uh, trying to put Mel's brain back together. That's what I've been focusing on is, is trying to learn how to teach that to my wife and help her with that because her her meter isn't as good as it used to. Be. Um, but yeah, some of the some of the older books, there's still good wisdom in it. Just because you know, I think uh, the art and science of carbohydrate, uh, low carbohydrate living, is what 15, 20 years old now. Yeah, uh, if if that young, it is still the best resource to go to. Uh, oh, oh, almost forgot about this one. Uh, Extra Generation uh, by uh, uh, Dr. Anthony J. Uh, that yes, is that, that one's a very good book. one. Yes, it is. Um, and as dudes, we definitely need to be paying attention to that. Yes, we do. Uh, as as much as I love my sous vide, uh, we are are no longer sous viding in vacuum seal bags. We use a silicone bag, and I'm still not a hundred percent hundred percent sure that's perfect. But it's a little bit better than the BPA bags mm-hmm. and BP BPS. I think is what it is. Bags that they switch to. So, yeah, there the that was one of the things that I picked up from that one. I've I have read that one. Uh he said, "Oh, yeah, it's BPA free." Uh but what about BPB? And, yes, and, C, and the other variant. Yep. <laughs> and all of yep. So they just changed the formulation ever so slightly, making it so that you can, you know, you know, change yep. it, you know, so that they can still keep doing what they're doing and yeah, work yeah. the loophole, man. Yeah. Well, exactly. and I'll even say from like, you know, my my technical background is painting cars and and painting cars it's not unusual for when you put a new bumper on a car the bumper's called raw plastic meaning there's no primer on it it's just a raw rubber bumper and and i mean we're talking about since the mid 90s like when you get a raw plastic bumper you've got to either put it in the sun for a day or throw it in the bake cycle to cook it in order for it to sweat out all the all the the mold release and all the chemicals in order for the paint to stick so like when, yes. when i first heard of this thing i'm like look i'm no expert on food but i know quite a bit about heating up plastic <laughs> to to, yeah. to get get contaminants out of bumpers <laughs> and i'm like because there a long time ago there was this weird trend going around where like you fill a cooler with boiling water you throw a bunch of corn in there you know full ears of corn and then you know like you take it to a picnic or a party and then you have a cooler full of cooked corn a few hours later and you know my sister's like hey we should do this i'm like um about really hot water and plastic well, yeah we probably shouldn't do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so so i mean and that always like about, about that machine kind of always like kind of I don't have one, but it always kind of stuck in the back of my head. I'm like, okay, it's definitely a colder temperature, but I would imagine the same laws still apply. Yeah. Um, and this is something I came across today, book-wise, sort of. Uh, 
Amy Berger, uh, she just posted today on YouTube, I want to say, about her new book, The Stall Slayer. Hmm. And uh, I cannot wait to get a hold of a copy of that to dig into that one. She's good people as well. Yes. Yes, she is. She's awesome. I've uh, seen her at KetoCon a year or two and, and just seen her all around. And she's definitely one of the good ones. Yes. Okay. Uh, so we've got, we, we've covered a lot. We're almost at 90 minutes at the point. Um, so uh, any other things that we've, that, that you've kind of been itching to talk about uh, that, that we might've missed? Uh, now's the time. Uh, you know, not much. I mean, you know, it's it's we're in the middle of of hopefully the middle, maybe even if we're lucky, super close to the end at some point here of uh, COVID-19, coronavirus, whatever you want to call it. And fact of the matter is, for a lot of folks, it, this is kind of stressful working, you know, not not knowing what's going to happen. Stuck at home as somebody who works at home with mom, my wife works at home. Uh you still got to take a shower. That's the big one. <laughs> and, and you got to change your underwear. Yep. I, it just, especially if you want to stay married, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but beyond that, no, man, I think we're, I think we're good. Uh, you know, I, I love how our community is growing. I love how keto and, and really the, the ancestral primal eating is, is coming back. Uh, kind of, we're finding our ways, and you know, I wish I wish I had super simple answers to tell people how to how to do it easier and better. Um, you know, I I think in systems and processes, if you can streamline it, and you you can figure out what macros work for you, streamline it. Don't don't be afraid to streamline it, and and do the hard things on the front end because the back end is so much easier. Absolutely. Well said. Agreed. Well, Tony, let's go through all the different ways that people connect with you. You're in the you're in the Facebook groups. Um, how else can people connect you? Um, low carb WF on Instagram, um, because we're in Wichita Falls mm-hmm. in Texas. And uh, <laughs> I was waiting for a T in there, but I was just double checking myself. So no, no, no. If you go check it out, uh, uh, our logo is the state of Texas, the northern part of the state of Texas. So uh, it's always there. Um, and then also uh, the KDC Life on Instagram. Um, it's the knuckle dragging caregiver, and uh, I'm going to start working in that more often. Uh, once Mel and I have settled on an approach that we want to use with that. Um, we're going to start hitting that real hard and sharing it out and joining a bunch of or following a bunch of people on Instagram um, that are not just within our keto community, but need to hear this message also long term. Um, we see that within the veteran community, those guys who have who have uh, been broken by years and years of physical abuse on their body. Man, it's it's a it's a life changer. So. Uh, you know, that's, that's the two best places to catch us okay. on Instagram. Very, very cool. Uh, and then maybe someday a podcast, probably, if I hey. could just figure out how not to make it always explicit. <laughs> well, you could just put the explicit tag there and make it, you know, yeah, good. yeah it's going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm surprised Mel's not sitting outside the door with one of those little bar clickers to, to see how many times I fight to drop the F-bomb. Yeah, luckily, I think I've only caught one thing that, you know, honestly, I'm just going to leave. <laughs> so it's fine. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're good on that. Um, let's go around the horn real quickly on the other social accounts. Jim? Um, again, Keto Man's Club on Facebook and on Instagram at Jim Inman, J-R. And Berto. 
the group as always and l.ketocholo on Instagram. Very cool. I am Duckman Keto on uh, Instagram as well as always in group. It's on a tab or on a notification somewhere always for me. So uh, just reach out, tag. I'll have to uh, respond as will any of these guys. Uh, you can reach the podcast on Instagram by reaching out to at Keto Man's Club Podcast. You can email us at Keto Man's Club Podcast at gmail.com or you can leave us a voicemail at 512-518-6161. All great ways to uh, connect with us. There are links to all of our places. The Facebook page, which we would love you to like and leave a comment on. Uh, The uh, Facebook groups are both uh, linked there, as well as some links to how you can easily subscribe to the podcast, all at theketomansclub.com. So uh, that's the website to check out. Definitely do that because it's a great hub that you connect us through. At this point, uh, we have taken up enough, taken up enough of everybody's time. Uh, even though it's been really great to catch up with Tony and get to hear more about his story. So thank you so much for that. And that's it for this week. Until next week, make sure to eat meat, lift, have sleep. Thank you for joining us for the Keto Man's Club podcast. Your support means the world to us. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Would you help us spread the word about the Keto Man's Club by sharing with your friends and family? We're available on all podcast platforms, so just search for Keto Man's Club and you'll find us. If you would like to connect with us, you can do so a number of ways. Our web address leads to our Facebook group, theketomansclub.com. That's T-H-E-K-E-T-O. M-A-N-S-C-L-U-B dot com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Keto Man's Club Podcast. Lastly, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out via email to Keto Man's Club Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for joining us today, and we look forward to hanging out with you again next week. <laughs>